God is here. You are listening to a special edition of Ignite Radio Live. Join the prayer at MassImpact.us. Not just a moment, a movement. I'm coming upon the meeting of two very dynamic, outstanding Catholic musicians and leaders. Meeting for the first time. This is a, you're witnessing a beautiful moment. It is, it is really a wonderful moment. Joshua Ken, wonderful musician out at St. Jerome and playing music all over the planet. Michael Pupp, the same thing with the Catholic sip, which means... You should have a Catholic sip mug. Exactly. And sip stands for... Staying in prayer. I didn't know that's where you're going. I'm sorry. Uh, that's okay. What, what's we need the backbeat version? Haven't you guys come up with like a little jingle with staying in prayer yet? Yeah, you would think with all the musicians that are part of this show, we would have a jingle, but we don't. And jingle bells is coming up, so we need the jingle to that's correspond true. to the season. Now you are young, twenty-somethings, right? Am I correct I, with that? I actually hit thirty this. I hit thirty this summer. Okay. Well, we're, we're going to borrow some time here. Twenties, thirties. Right. A lot of your generation l- reads the paper and they see the news and they ask the question: You know, is God really alive? Is He really present? We see the refugees. We see the horrors in the world. Let's face it: all of us in our families experience, you know, real challenges and difficulties. Maybe in ourselves. You know, we may be going to mass and praying, but in the depths of our hearts, there's maybe some doubts. God, you did all these wonders long ago. Where are you today? How do you answer the question to somebody who says, you know, is God really here? Is he really present? Is he really doing stuff in our lives today? I think you see God in the little things. It's in, it's in the people. It's in the occurrences in our life. I, you know, I always say we, we're waiting to see God in a burning bush or in a plague or a, you know, a really visual, physical sign. Uh, but God speaks through the silence sometimes. God speaks through people and life events, and that's where I see God. I see God in the beauty of creation. You know, I can't help but go outside and see God in the beauty of, beauty of creation. What do you say to them? What, what one simple step might you offer to that person who maybe is cynical towards the idea of God who is really alive and present today? I think it's being willing to be open because faith equals needing to have vulnerability and we're not a culture that wants to be vulnerable and so in order to to be vulnerable we need to realize that we have to depend on something else that's greater than us but our culture teaches us that it's just all about me and I can take care of myself and I'm the only one that looks out for me so it's that that willingness to be able to find vulnerability and depending on something someone greater than you are is there blessedness in the brokenness I'm going to turn to Josh. Josh, is there blessedness in the brokenness? Yeah, and this is something that I've actually um, been thinking about a lot and speaking about at different events. Um, It's really our brokenness that allows us to let God in. You know, those cracks in our hearts and stuff, those are the the places where God can come in and work in our hearts um, and really heal us. So we need to recognize our brokenness and not stay in our brokenness, but recognize it and allow God to come in in those areas that are broken and really heal us. Toes deep in the water of this thing I call prayer. Too timid to take a leap and ask for something big. But he is bigger still. Yeah, he is bigger still. So pray bigger than you. Prayed before and pray bigger, search deep within your soul. Cause our God is so much bigger than you know. So pray 
It's awesome. So as your peers, and really I'm an older guy, 40-something, let's face it, there's a lot of pressure to put on a mask, to appear having it all together. But aren't the most meaningful connections we have with people, and we're not talking about being cathartic and laying it all out there to just anybody or inappropriately, but is there not merit to finding the occasion of being candid and vulnerable and sharing with people the chinks in our armor? I mean, Pope Francis, marvelous answer to the question, who is Pope Francis? I'm a sinner. I mean, the Pope is saying I'm a sinner. I mean, doesn't that kind of, you know, give us permission a little bit to say, hey, it's not okay, but it's okay? that you know we can meet in that place of our brokenness and incompleteness and that's why God exists in the church well I think you know everybody is always they look at somebody else and they say oh wow they all they have it all together so there's no way that they're gonna ever be able to identify with what I'm going through but when good faith sharing happens whether it's at a parish level on a retreat or uh, in a small group or or at a, a major event when people are really sharing their faith we see that our issues are very similar and that we're all walking the same journey together uh, and that God gave us each other to walk hand in hand. Bigger than your scars and bigger than the dark and bigger than your fears and bigger than your heart. He is bigger still, so pray bigger still. Your mind can't contain the depth of his unending reign, but he is bigger still. Yeah, he is bigger still, oh, oh, so pray bigger than you ever prayed before, and pray bigger, search deep within your soul, cause our God is so much bigger than you know, so pray bigger, oh, oh, pray bigger. Wonderful. I want to ask you guys a hard question. Um, and then I'll leave you alone because you're set up here at an uh, awesome place. Yeah. No, a big question. Okay, so people who may be tuning in right now, they look at the church and they see just cold, impersonal, institutional structure, hypocritical, uh, have all right the actions and motions, but where is the humanity? Why bother? It doesn't do anything in that person's life and they're all religious and spiritual. Why even bother? How do you speak to somebody like that who is maybe turned it off because of our radical imperfection and absolute and perfect witness of Christ. How do you speak to that person who sees that, which may be even many of us, quite frankly? I th you, find, you find a community that feeds you. So if the place that you're going to church doesn't feed you, that doesn't mean that that's the only place that you can find a mass at. You find a community that feeds you, that feeds, uh, that not only nourishes you through community, but obviously also does creates a desire in you to be nourished through the Eucharist. Um, but it's not an excuse for churches to say, well, we have scripture, we have the Eucharist, what else do we need to do? Churches need to step up and say, well, we're going to be welcoming to people. We're going to put our best foot forward to make this a place where people want to come on Sunday, to make it irresistible. So when people don't go to Mass, they feel like they're missing out on something. That's awesome. I'm going to ask both of you guys to share with me your respective parish communities because I know you both have awesome communities, awesome pastors that are, if you will, in it to live it, in it to win it, if you will. What is your community and what do you, how do you see that active in your community? Uh, I'm at St. John the 23rd in Perrysburg, and I just see so many people coming back to Mass that have been away from the church for a long time. Uh, they they're immediately feel welcomed when they come in the door. Uh, they feel invigorated by the presence of the community that's there, and the emphasis on the importance of the Eucharist uh, is so central to their faith. 
Wonderful, thank you. Josh? And I'm at St. Jerome in Walbridge. Um, we have a really awesome pastor and... Um, Who is that pastor? Uh, Father Eric Schild, and he just... Um, he just has a really good gift of being friendly and loving to people and people respond to that and they come to church and, and you know getting them in the door is the first step and then Jesus will feed them but uh, being welcoming that's that's just a huge thing when I when I talk to people that are other denominations or stuff they just say I feel so welcome in my church I think that's something that we need to speak to and and hear and answer that what people are wanting Michael Puppis from Catholic SIP and Joshua Kin, possibly future seminarian, or are you in the process? We keep you in our prayers. And uh, Michael Puppis, family man, proud father of two beautiful children, very blessed to be kindred with you in this awesome mission field here. And throwing the net out far and wide to anybody who's hearing this. If you've never been in the Catholic Church, or maybe you haven't been burned, open the door and come back and see the great community. Uh, God's open arms to you. Happy Thanksgiving! God is here. You are listening to a special edition of Ignite Radio Live. Join the prayer at MassImpact.us. Not just a moment, a movement. You've got your wish. You've never been bored. How different are you as a result of what you did for Advent and Christmas last year? You haven't a care in the world. No worries, no obligations. How different is your marriage, your family, your world? Here's the thing. Christmas is all about the transforming presence of Jesus Christ. If going through Advent and Christmas, we're not more transformed, we're really not receiving the gift. And that goes for you, too. This year, we invite you to join us in giving and receiving presents for Christmas. Each man's life touches so many other lives. When he isn't around, he leaves an awful hole, doesn't he? Go right now to presentsforchristmas.com. Commit your family or group to the seven-week Live It Challenge. While there, register for a special Presents for Christmas evening featuring Bishop Daniel Thomas. You really had a wonderful life. Your unforgettable Christmas begins at presentsforchristmas.com. Join us. Games are something you play with a board, not with a soul. Let's not sugarcoat this. Satan is getting many to join him through a door called pornography. That door is everywhere a device is. The consequences are devastating. If you or those you love don't have filtering on your computers or devices, you're playing games with souls. You're leaving the door wide open. Please join us now in shutting that door. Go right now to massimpact.us. Click on Covenant Eyes. We're back with you at Ignite Radio Live over the four stations of Annunciation Radio during this special edition of Thanksgiving Week. And we're asking random passerbyers what they're thankful for. So, sir, what's your name? Where are you from? And what are you thankful for? My name is Brendan O'Rourke. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. And I'll give the really pious... <laughs> Thanksgiving answer. I, I am thankful for the Eucharist. I'm thankful for Jesus giving us himself that Thanksgiving meal. Okay, so looking at you, you're a young guy, and a lot of people listening right now, maybe just tuning in, read the paper this morning or in the news, they see a, a lot of the suffering and evil that goes on, and not just, you know, in the world somewhere over an ocean, but even in our own lives and our families, we see the bickering that happens um, with our relatives and friends, and, you know, we see suffering. And they're asking the question, God, where are you? Why aren't you intervening? You know, you, you did your thing 2,000 years ago. You walked on the water. You raised the dead. You know, are you really here 
and actively working in our lives? How do you answer somebody asking that question? Lost, everything is lost, and everything I've loved before is gone. Alone, like the coming of the frost, and a cold winter's chill in my stony heart. some people last week and we were talking about suffering and I was saying how Christianity offers the only answer to suffering it doesn't it never says that it's gonna take it away or remove it totally from your life but there's that Matt Marr song where it's called you were on the cross and he's asking all those questions like where were you when this happened where were you in all my suffering and sin stole my innocence and the answer is you were on the cross suffering servant. He's a suffering God. And so in all of our sufferings, he's united with us. And so we follow him. We shouldn't actually be surprised as if we are believers in Jesus that we're going to suffer because we follow him. So for those folks, which is really uh, a, a tremendous, should be a tremendous consolation in a word that we're never closer to Christ than in our suffering, literally. Uh, God revealed himself as the suffering servant. You know, his own son did not spare him, Philippians 2. How do you help that person, though, in the midst of their suffering to connect that? You know, what might they do to more fully connect their experience right now? Maybe their own sin, maybe things that others have done to them. What simple step might they take right now to open up that door? suffering and sometimes in the midst of it it's the hardest to do but to step back and realize and this isn't self-help but to realize that you're you really aren't the only one having this experience whether it is depression or losing somebody to cancer or divorce or loss of a loved one this is happening across the world it's been happening in the world and there are people having this experience you were there in all of my suffering and you were there in doubt and in fear i waited all the dawn to reappear and he sits on a throne and he's a good father um is that easy to say yeah is it easy to believe no, I mean, <laughs> it's not, but I do believe it, so he's still conquering me every day and just showing me uh, how shallow my love is and the word from Romans the other day, let your love be sincere, and I was 
just shown how unsincere my love is and whether it's when I do something nice for somebody or an act of service or I say a compliment to somebody he was like well you're actually doing that because you want them to say thank you and recognize you and that's not sincere love is all about the other and you're making this about yourself and so he's you know he'll be conquering me well into eternity hopefully so it started at my baptism and progressed from there unveiled from there yeah if you're listening to this um god is closer to you than you think right now you feel like you're really far from him lamentations it says that the lord's mercies are not exhausted like he's not done with you yet his mercies are new every day so know that in your in your life his mercies are not exhausted the situation that you find yourself in that seems hopeless it seems insurmountable he's not done with it he is not in a rush he wasn't in a rush to create the world we're always in a rush let him work and wait on him as the verse continues it says it is good to sit in silence and wait on the lord so if it seems like we're going nowhere just sit and wait on the lord and waiting on jesus is never wasted time happy thanksgiving everybody God is here. You are listening to a special edition of Ignite Radio Live. Join the prayer at massimpact.us. Not just a moment, a movement. You've got your wish. You've never been bored. How different are you as a result of what you did for Advent and Christmas last year? You haven't a care in the world. No worries, no obligations. How different is your marriage, your family, your world? Here's the thing. Christmas is all about the transforming presence of Jesus Christ. If going through Advent and Christmas, we're not more transformed, we're really not receiving the gift. And that goes for you, too. This year, we invite you to join us in giving and receiving presents for Christmas. Each man's life touches so many other lives. When he isn't around, he leaves an awful hole, doesn't he? Go right now to presentsforchristmas.com. Commit your family or group to the seven-week Live It Challenge. While there, register for a special Presents for Christmas evening featuring Bishop Daniel Thomas. You really had a wonderful life. Your unforgettable Christmas begins at presentsforchristmas.com. Join us. Did you see the Guardians of the Galaxy? Did you watch the Packer game? How's your portfolio? Pizza is awesome. What we talk about doesn't just reveal what's important to us. It reveals who's important to us. This week, take a risk to grow deeper. Consider throwing in one of these. What's your biggest challenge right now? Hey, what can I pray for you for? What can I do to make your life easier right now? How about joining us for Mass this Sunday? Yeah, and coming over for breakfast. Let's pray the Holy Communion we receive correspond to a holy community we live. This has been a Mass Impact Moment. Join the great adventure at massimpact.us. My name is Dan Dimite from Columbus, Ohio. I am thankful for uh, just the suffering and death of Jesus Christ on the cross and the salvation he's won for us. Amazing. So, Dan, right now, people listening tuned in may have read the paper this morning or looked at the news, and maybe they're overwhelmed by a sense of evil around them. They're overwhelmed by what's in men's and women's hearts. 
refugee crisis, violence, and even in their own lives and their families, they see disconnect and disarray and they're carrying bitterness and wounds and they're asking the question, God, where are you? You know, you were there 2,000 years ago working with amazing wonder and power. Are you really here in my life today? How would you speak to that person who's asking that, those very real questions? Mm. You know, scripture says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness shall not overcome it. That Jesus has given us a promise of future victory. And I think sometimes in the midst of the darkness, while our eyes are still adjusting to the light, it seems like the pain and the hurt just is unbearable. Uh, but there's a, there's a promise of future victory at hand. There's a promise of, of future light. The darkness doesn't overcome it. The darkness will not win. And um, we just need to have the virtue of hope, right? We need a hope in the unseen, hope in the promises of the Father, that what He has given to His children uh, will not be taken away. Wonderful. You know, I've had this thought of late that God's grace pouring forth from His heart in heaven is like a Niagara Falls. It's just present to us all the time. But what needs to happen is we need to get the logs, we need to get the barriers out of the way. So it's not so much the, God, will you please do something for me you're not doing? because he's pouring it forth, but we need to get the stuff out of the way. Can you maybe address those issues of forgiveness and uh, mercy and apology and how important they are as, as logs, if you will, in our lives? And maybe those right now who maybe have unforgiveness and wondering, why is my life dry? How important is forgiveness and apology? Yeah, you know, it's just amazing, Greg, because I've been doing prayer ministry lately, and I used to not start prayer ministry with uh, asking the person if they had anyone they needed to forgive. and. Um, in the last couple months, I've been starting whenever I pray with someone, just starting right there. Like, is there is there someone you haven't forgiven in your life yet? Let's name them um, and, and, and vocally out loud say, I forgive that person. And it's incredible how that's actually opened the floodgates in prayer ministry, that um, there's just this this harboring of, of ill will within our hearts um, that if we don't voice out loud Lord I forgive this person for what they have done for me and name it um, there's just that it's just impossible to overcome it there's also the unrepentance of sin right where there's these sins that we're afraid to name and and put a label to in scripture you see that when Jesus approaches someone with a demon, often he'll name the demon and then it's cast out. That we need to actually call to mind, what is the sin I need to name or who is the person I, uh, that has offended me? Let's call to mind and give it over to the Lord and then allow the floodgates to open. Dan is a, a very special partner with Mass Impact Catholic Youth Summer Camps. We've been blessed to have them on a couple episodes of Ignite Radio Live. We're just strongly encouraging parents and pastors uh, just to see this great opportunity we have really relatively up the road. Steubenville conferences are wonderful. Cove Crest is wonderful. But we've got just two hours from us, this great experience week long that opens the door for young people to richly, authentically encounter Jesus. Catholic Youth Summer Camp is Ohio's one and only high adventure Catholic camp. We offered uh, jet skiing, paintballing, zip lining, high ropes course, 
course, all kinds of incredible leadership opportunities and just great adventure. And it's for current 5th through 7th graders and current 8th through 11th graders. So if you go to CYSC.com, CYSC.com, kids will learn how to live the adventure of their faith through daily mass, through vibrant catechesis, through incredible worship. Uh, they'll encounter Jesus Christ, come home totally renewed, refreshed in their faith, uh, a new creation like Jesus promises us. Amen. Our five of our six children last year all participated in Catholic youth summer camps to high accolades. They've experienced uh, many of the other great things the Catholic Church has to offer. But uh, we hold up, I think, high just the blessing of, of Dan and his team of people. And that was one of the major things, that it was a community of those just slightly older than these young people in college or out of college who are living their faith vibrantly in the witness that it can be lived. It's not just for a moment, but it's for a movement. Would you mind just leading us all right now, any of us in that place of unforgiveness, uh, harboring some stuff, some bitterness as we enter into Thanksgiving week, to be free our spirits. Obviously, confession is the ultimate sacrament that Christ gives us, but lead us in a little prayer for anybody listening right now to open our hearts to Christ and find the strength to do this. Yeah, let's do it in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. We just invite the Spirit in this place. Come, Holy Spirit, come, great fire of God. Mm -hmm kindle in, hearts, in our hearts the fire of your love. Lord, we pray that you would uh, send an outpouring of the Holy Spirit on us right now. Let's just call to mind all those um, areas in our life that we have failed to repent from, the areas, uh, or maybe the areas that we've uh, repented for uh, time and time again, and we've grown weary of repenting from them. Lord, we call to mind those areas, and we call to mind those who have hurt us and offended us, maybe it was as a children, maybe our father uh, left a wound in us, Lord, that we haven't brought to the light yet. Maybe um, we were wounded by a teacher when we were younger, Lord. Just we call to mind those wounds of the past and those who have offended us. And Lord, we pray that we would bring those to you. Just a very simple prayer you can pray in your own life right now is, Lord Jesus, I forgive and you name that person for having, and then you name the sin that they offended you with. And then just keep doing that, Lord Jesus, I forgive whomever it is for having offended me in this way. And now, Lord, as we pray for forgiveness, we just ask for your floodgates to come. Come, Holy Spirit, bring a spirit of peace where there is anxiety. Bring a spirit of calm where there is over busyness. Bring a spirit of uh, lordship, Lord, where there, where we're uh, mixed up priorities. Bring a spirit of joy where there is anger, a spirit of freedom and self-control where there is lust, a spirit of zeal and passion for the kingdom where there is sloth and laziness. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, amen. Cause I am found, I am yours, I am loved, I'm made pure, I have life, I can breathe. I am healed, I am free Here's my heart, Lord Here's my heart, Lord Here's my heart, Lord Speak what is true Happy Thanksgiving, guys! Welcome to this special edition of Ignite Radio Live during Thanksgiving week. And we're just asking random passerbyers on the street who they are, where they're from, and what they are thankful for. Wow, that's a very profound set of questions. Who am I? 
Well, I think uh, most people would refer to me as Nick Delatore, but I, I feel like there's more to that than just a surface level name, that God knows me in a more intimate way. Um, and so I seek to, to figure out what that way is that God knows me and, and to get to know that myself. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, I, um, I work at St. Joan of Arc Parish. I'm also the lead singer for the band Of The Tower. And um, I am so thankful for God's many blessings, the fact that he is always there for us, uh, unceasingly loving us and providing for us. And we just have to trust him and do his will and stay connected to him in prayer. And um, just thankful for the opportunity uh, to, with my wife and daughters, to image the Trinity. Uh, and to make an impact on a, on a mass level. Um, you might say a, a mass impact. Checks in the mail. I know you only have a few short minutes before you take the stage here at this wonderful event. What do you say to those folks who are asking the question, is God really alive and present and working today? Sure. Yeah, so all of us um, struggle with uh, a loneliness and an emptiness, and sometimes we try to pretend, even we try to lie to ourselves that it's not there. And there's only one thing that really can satiate that, and that is God. And I think that in our deepest heart of hearts that all of us really know that, but we fight that reality, we fight that truth. And so I guess my message would just be to stop saying no. Just let him in. To my knees I'll fall again in the presence of your love Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. God is here. You are listening to a special edition of Ignite Radio Live. Join the prayer at massimpact.us. Not just a moment, a movement. You've got your wish. You've never been bored. How different are you as a result of what you did for Advent and Christmas last year? You haven't a care in the world, no worries, no obligations. How different is your marriage, your family, your world? Here's the thing, Christmas is all about the transforming presence of Jesus Christ. If going through Advent and Christmas, we're not more transformed, we're really not receiving the gift. And that goes for you too. This year we invite you to join us in giving and receiving presents for Christmas. Each man's life touches so many other lives. When he isn't around, he leaves an awful hole, doesn't he? Go right now to presentsforchristmas.com. Commit your family or group to the seven-week Live It Challenge. While there, register for a special Presents for Christmas evening featuring Bishop Daniel Thomas. You really had a wonderful life. Your unforgettable Christmas begins at presentsforchristmas.com. Join us. 
want to invite you to join us every day in setting aside just one minute to pray a simple prayer to the Holy Spirit. Join us now as we pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For ourselves we pray. O most Holy Spirit, come and ignite the great fire of your love. Set it ablaze in our minds and hearts. For all families we pray. O Most Holy Spirit, come and ignite the great fire of your love. Set it ablaze in our minds and hearts. For our church and our parish in particular, we pray. O Most Holy Spirit, come and ignite the great fire of your love. Set it ablaze in our minds and hearts. For our world, we pray. O Most Holy Spirit, come and ignite the great fire of your love. Set it ablaze in our minds and hearts. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That's it. Pretty simple, but pretty powerful. Join the prayer at MassImpact.us. Not just a moment, a movement. Let your church when you pray about how God might want you to be a steward with your tithe to make a big difference, please consider the work of Mass Impact, a dynamic Catholic new evangelization movement at the very heart of our church, making a difference in literally thousands of lives. Partner with us now in what recent popes have called the church's most important mission. Go to massimpact.us and click on the Contribute tab. Thank you and God bless. Revive us now. Welcome back to Ignite Radio Live, broadcasting over the four stations of Annunciation Radio. You're listening to a very special Thanksgiving edition, and uh, I'm approaching three nefarious men by the name of Peter Herbeck, Michael Bragg, and Bob Geiger. And I'm just going to sneak in on their conversation, see what they're talking about. Just totally barge in. We're asking the big question during this Thanksgiving week. What do you think? Who are you? Where are you from? What are you thankful for? I'm from Ann Arbor, Michigan. My name is Peter Herbeck, and I'm thankful for, you know, God's love and my friends and my family and my friends at Mass Impact. They're all learning how to empty yeah. <laughs> so Indeed. they can be filled and they can overflow. That's right. Six Amen. kids. The money's Six being emptied all, all the time. time. The That's bank's right. being emptied all the time. That's right. Now, it's great to be here. It's great to be here with so many friends, Bob, and those we've seen for so long who are faithful to the Lord and uh, fighting the good fight. So, But i got people coming by I want to say hi to. They're coming all right, we'll, by my we'll, table to say hi. We'll talk later. Okay, God bless. Good, I'm Michael Bragg from Holland, Ohio, and I am thankful that I married a Catholic woman who has brought me to the Catholic faith where I have learned the truth of the church and fallen in love with Jesus. I'm Bob Geiger from Port Clinton, Ohio, and I'm thankful that I'm married to my best friend. She uh, is making a saint out of me, but I'm doing a better job of making a saint out of her. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Well, brothers, listen, uh, a lot of people listening right now uh, maybe happen upon the dial here, and they look at the world around them. They read the paper this morning. They saw the news. They see the trouble, the turmoil, refugees, violence overseas. Let's face it, even in our own families, division, maybe if we're honest, we look in our souls, we see the seeds of that brokenness uh, in our own souls. And maybe they're asking the question, God, where are you? You know, you did these great wonders, we're told, 2000 years ago are you really with us still are you are you alive and working how would you answer that question and speak to that person 
Well, I would say absolutely God is still with us. And, uh, and he is always calling us, and he's always there to talk with us, and he's always there to be with us. But it's usually, I found in my own personal life, it's usually myself that have put up the roadblocks, that have put up, you know, the stones, the bricks that are, you know, keeping me from hearing him and from letting him do all the wonderful things he wants to do with me. So it's really, uh, for me, it's uh, slowing down, quieting down, and letting God do what God wants to do instead of what Mike wants to do. It's awesome. Any thoughts, Elder Geiger? <laughs> that reminds me of a story about G.K. Chesterton, that the London Times ran a contest asking, what is wrong with the world? And he won the contest with two words, I am. <laughs> the only thing we can really change is us. Mm -hmm. And going to confession, using the sacraments, using all the gifts of the Holy Catholic Church, and praying are what we can do to change this situation. There are a number who may be listening right now who've come to faith in a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ, which we know is the heart of religion, the heart of ritual. Maybe they've come to this rather late in life and they lament uh, the absence of faith with their children and their grandchildren. They're really troubled. Uh, how, how do you speak to those folks right now who may be listening? Uh, give them a word of encouragement. Well, as a one that has several children out of the house and has those same concerns that you were just talking about. Obviously, you have to trust in Jesus, you have to pray, and you can't blame yourself and beat yourself up, which is one of the hardest things for, I think, us as parents in terms of the guilt. And I'll steal something from another speaker at a men's conference here a couple years ago, that there was a, there was a guy who was on the earth about 2,000 years ago who did everything pretty perfectly, and there was quite a few people that walked away from him. And, uh, you know, so, you know, it's... You know, we can't control everything, but we can pray and we can trust. I would say welcome home. And just remember that God has a plan. and Your whole past life was part of that plan. He brought you to this day, and he'll bring your kids home. Pray for them. You are the person that can pray best for them. One other question. Uh, Pope John Paul II and others have spoken, Pope Benedict, Pope Francis, that there are many who are, quote-unquote, faithful Catholics. They go to Mass on Sundays. They may even pray the rosary, they're ethical, they do good things, but he, all these three popes have made it clear that that doesn't necessarily mean relationship with Jesus Christ. What does it really mean to have a relationship with Jesus Christ and what difference does it make? I think our Protestant brothers have a really interesting way of putting it. They say, if you know Jesus, you know in your knower that you know him. And if you don't know that, then invite him in. And I find it interesting as a convert that I came from the Protestant faith and I just in the last year or so have really gotten to know Jesus more than I ever did as a Protestant because I was kind of going through the motions even as a Protestant just like we can as Catholics. And it is funny because when you really take the time to let Jesus into you and invite him in and stop those roadblocks that I was talking about, you just kind of feel this peacefulness and this comfort and this communication with him. No, you don't hear the words coming into your head, but you just feel you know, that abiding love and that comfort from him. Wonderful. So a lot of folks will be spending time together with their families this Thanksgiving. And uh, we know that there are tensions perhaps among every family member, but God designs us as family, doesn't he, as occasions of mercy and, uh, and love and empathy and trying to understand uh, one another better and maybe to hold our tongue. Or what advice do you give to those who maybe have some anxiety about getting together with relatives in a, in a few days? Offer it up. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think Mother Angelica really said it when she said that God doesn't make things that clash. It's my sin clashing with your sin. So maybe going to confession before Thanksgiving would be a good idea. Awesome. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, everyone. I'm uh, Bob Weisenberger uh, from Pemberville, Ohio. Uh, and I'm, I'm really thankful for my Catholic faith because it really forms me who I am. And it's been such a grace in giving me wisdom and understanding of how to raise my family in a way that God wants a family raised. And I've humanly, spiritually and humanly, reaped the benefits of that. And I, it's only my Catholic faith that I can give credit for that. Stephanie and I are very blessed to know Bob and Jeannie Weisenberger when we first moved here. And uh, they've given great witness to us. We're not ready to canonize them just yet, not that we'd have the power, but uh, very blessed by their witness of many, many years of seeking God uh, at the heart of their family, providing opportunities through how many different bishops? Three or four bishops in this diocese that uh, you guys? Two. Well, this is our, our third one. Third one, okay. Or actually fourth if you want to go before that, but three that I remember. So back in the day, you were bringing in speakers, you were having special uh, events for fathers and sons and mothers and daughters, and uh, just trying to be an occasion of church, of bringing people together, they come to know Jesus Christ at the heart, and you've seen a lot of change over the last couple decades. Where do you see us now today relative to, say, 30 years ago? Oh, that's amazing. In fact, just in the last 10 years, I look at the opportunities for kids has uh, just been fantastic. Our older kids didn't have the benefit that our younger kids have today. Um, I'm incredibly encouraged by the young vocations that I see coming through, the men I see in the uh, seminaries. These, these are the guys that are in the trenches, uh, and that, that's really where our hope is in the church. And that's going to work its way through the church in time. Those guys are going to become our leadership, and so I just see it's only going to get better. And, and then the culture working against us in many ways is helping the church because the church can only shine when she's under assault. And I, I just, the church is the answer. Um, and nobody else is going to have it. And as things get crazier and crazier, that's going to become more obvious to people. Bob, you know, uh, one of the key things we know culturally, sociologically, is men missing in action. And it really is nothing new, right? 2,000 years ago, it was the women who went to the cross. Only one of the men followed Jesus. Uh, we know the stats that if um, men are in the game, uh, praying, uh, going to Mass, uh, even if the mom isn't involved at all, it's a you know 75% chance their kids will continue going to church. But if the dad's out of the picture altogether and the mom goes to Mass every day, it's only a 1 in 50 chance that they're children. So there's a, there's a kind of built-in uh, DNA of the human person that looks to a father, that God designed for a father, regardless of, you know, the culture wars and, you know, masculinity and femininity, what people say sociologically, the fact is God embedded in the human person a kind of looking to a father to be the presence of a father on this earth. What challenge or words might you have as one who's navigated a lot of this yourself to the men out there and the critical importance of uh, leading their wives and leading their family as Christ uh, sacrificed himself for his church? Well, the Father is the image of God in the family. He's God the Father. And the Father is that leadership. Uh, and the kids look to that leadership. I mean, You've had the, the absent father, and that's why we have all the divorce, all the problems, all the sexual problems. The anchorage in the, in the home really is the father, and he's the image of God. And if he is a good example of that, then it'll be attraction to God 
for the children as well. Um, otherwise, you know, if it's mom, it's 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 a girl thing, um, and and the dads need to have that play in the scene of things. Now, Bob, I'm going to put you on the spot. I can edit this, of course. Recently, uh, you had a near brush with death. Um, what difference did that make in your life as a man who's already prayerful, striving to uh, be a godly husband and a godly father? What difference did that make in your life? I, I, you know, I can't say it made a huge difference other than that I'm more thankful and appreciative of those that are around me. And it, it helps you to focus more about where our final destiny is. It's a, it was a great reflection. I, for me, in the hospital, was kind of like a, a retreat time. I turned off all distractions. I just had my prayers out. And for 24 hours, you know, it was an opportunity to, to think about where, where I'm eventually going. And uh, it, it was quite sobering. It's nothing radically different than what I already have, but it was just a, a refocusing uh, on what it's all about. You know, Peter often begins his talks uh, as he kind of laughs, you know, a real sobering thought, but guess what? You are all going to die. And uh, don't you think that maybe uh, we're missing sort of that motivator of realizing, as you just sort of suggested, we're not on this planet forever? You know, funerals are great teachers, but so few are taking notes. And uh, all of this world that we're experiencing right now, uh, right now is a, but a snapshot. It's a grain of sand compared to a vast seashore. And maybe too few of us have our eyes fixed on the ultimate purpose of this world, which is uh, to go to heaven and to take others with us. Absolutely. Our culture is so busy that we don't have the opportunity to reflect on those things. And, and in some of it, we, we accept it because we don't want to face that reality either. Uh, I, I think the biggest challenge today is to get all the distractions out of your life and focus it on those things that are most important and not pay attention to what our neighbors and everybody else are doing as, as though that's the way we have to live. Uh, I think you really have to work at simplifying our lives as much as possible uh, and, and seeing what's really most important. Final thing, thank you, Bob, for your time. Speak to that father right now who you know has a good heart. Uh, he's a good husband, he's a good father. They go to Mass, but um, pressed with the question of do you lead in your home? Do you bring your family together with meaningful prayer and conversation uh, in faith? And they just don't even know where to begin. Uh, they, they maybe fear that their kids are maybe too far gone. They don't realize that their kids are still at, in some depths looking to their dad to lead. What maybe first step might they take to, uh, you know, open the door and get in the game? I, there's two things. Um, I would, first of all, you have to have an interior life. You have to have a prayer life. You have to have time you set, a, set aside every day to have a conversation with Christ. And when we have those encounters with Christ, he makes it very obvious to us what we should do. The motivation comes from that. Uh, I can't, can't tell you how many times I've been in prayer and all of a sudden a thought comes to me as far as what I need to do or what I need to look into or what I need to be questioning and it's a light that comes from nowhere. And I would never have that if I wasn't in the prayer. The second thing is to have a relationship with your kids at a personal level. I mean, really engage them. And that can make up for maybe what's lacking in the prayer life because eventually, if you have that relationship, that connection, that emotional connection with your kid, which is very, very hard to do, um, the, the prayer life, even maybe if it's lacking, will, will already have a channel 
to enter into that kid because of the relationships you have with them. And so I, I would say that's the two keys is, is engaging them one-on-one, -on -one, however, it, whatever interests you have or interests they have that they want to do, and then number two being that, that, that prayer time, that intimacy with Christ. And of course, have a good glass of wine with your wife and good friends very frequently, right? Well, it's the only Catholic <laughs> way to go. <laughs> God bless you, Bob. Thanks so much for being with us. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. God is here. You are listening to a special edition of Ignite Radio Live. Join the prayer at MassImpact.us. Not just a moment, a movement. You've got your wish. You've never been bored. How different are you as a result of what you did for Advent and Christmas last year? You haven't a care in the world. No worries, no obligations. How different is your marriage, your family, your world? Here's the thing. Christmas is all about the transforming presence of Jesus Christ. If going through Advent and Christmas, we're not more transformed, we're really not receiving the gift. And that goes for you, too. This year, we invite you to join us in giving and receiving presents for Christmas. Each man's life touches so many other lives. When he isn't around, he leaves an awful hole, doesn't he? Go right now to presentsforchristmas.com. Commit your family or group to the seven-week Live It Challenge. While there, register for a special Presents for Christmas evening featuring Bishop Daniel Thomas. You really had a wonderful life. Your unforgettable Christmas begins at presentsforchristmas.com. Join us. Hey, Steph, I don't understand why, you know, I, I've got this recording device, and everywhere I go, people are running from me. It just doesn't make sense. Why is that? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I think Grace has been going around going, look out, my dad's coming. But I just cornered a few wonderful people that I just met who are totally awesome, and I'm, like, on fire that the Lord has just even given us this brief encounter. So I'll leave it with that as the introduction and let you do your work. Well, when you, when you think of my wife, you put together two ideas, cheerleader and Jesus Christ. She's like a cheerleader for God. Well, we want to welcome you to Ignite Radio Live, this very special week of Thanksgiving, this Thanksgiving episode. And we're blessed to have some wonderful people around us. And I want to ask you folks the question, what is your name? Where are you from? And on this week of Thanksgiving, what are you thankful for? And listen, you're to my left, Carol. So you th yeah, you're sitting there quoting them, but we're going to the left here, sister. So I already gave your name, but you can give it again as if I didn't say that. Name where you're from and what are you thankful for? I'm Carol also known as Coco Fox from Port Clinton Immaculate Conception. And I am thankful for the beautiful people that the Lord has brought into my life, the Lavecchis, the Younts, and the Schleeders, along with my wonderful, wonderful husband. Hi, my name is Gary Lavecki. We're from Oregon, Ohio. We go to St. Ignatius, and I am thankful, one, for my beautiful wife, Liz, and my 10 children. Wow, that's amazing, 10 beautiful children. What's the age range? 30 to six. So there's no drama or adventure. You're pretty boring, yes, right? You're playing yes. a lot of solitaire these yes, days. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Moving right around to the left. Hi, I'm Joe Lavecki. I am Gary's son. I'm 23, and I work at the University of Toledo. And one of the things I'm really thankful for is bags to put my sandwiches in when I go to school. I could just pull them out and eat my sandwich. <laughs> you know what? This is a deep spiritual moment for me. We've been hearing some fantastic speakers all day long. Right, let's just take a moment and soak this in. Um, bags of sandwiches. I'm sure there's some deep theological insight they will get back to you later. Hi, I'm Susie Yant. I'm from Fremont Sacred Heart Parish. 
I'm thankful for, gosh, all the families that we've made a bond with on our pilgrimage and here. It's really brought me closer to God and my son Benjamin and my husband Jeff. Wonderful. Hi, I'm Liz Lavecki, and um, I'm from St. Ignatius Parish as well. And I am really, truly thankful for my faith that um, helps me be a mom of 10 children, helps me be married to Gary. <laughs> so what are you saying there? He's laughing. I like that. He's laughing. Yeah, he's laughing. And um, just the fact that it, it can unite so many people from so many different walks of life into one group. Wonderful. So, folks, I want to ask you a question. A lot of people may be hearing this right now and thinking, you know, God did amazing things 2,000 years ago, but where is he today? And I read the paper this morning, or I was listening to the radio, you've got violence, you've got refugees, you've got homelessness, um, even our neighbors and friends, brokenness from whatever, divorce, or people who haven't talked to family members in years. And let's face it, all of us looking in our hearts and maybe feeling splintered aspects of our relationship with one another. And maybe a lot of people are asking the question right now, God, are you really here today in 2015? Do you listen to us? It's in all the little things that you take for granted. You know, whether it, like uh, Pope Francis said, you know, whether it's the warm meal that you come when you come home from work or uh, the hug or the, the kids and they're wanting to know about God and how you can show that. And it starts with one person and just kind of ripples out. You throw a stone in the water and it, it just ripples out and it can touch more and more people. Wonderful. I think we're at the start of something that's going to be really big. And we're going to go back in the offense and take the game to the devil. Going on the offense of bringing the game to the devil. I love the Revelations 3 passage. Um, really just begin by saying, do we see Satan active in the world? I think we do. We experience his influence, all of us. It's, it's around us. And it says, they defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by the testimony of the disciples, a testimony of the believers. So that's us, you know, and I think that's a big movement for the Catholics to kind of break out of that just me and God mode or my own personal sanctity mode. But like today, the themes, empty, fill, and overflow. It's not enough just to have our chirp, Crucio, ignite, lift Jesus higher, and boy, nice Catholic hot tub. Boy, I feel all warm and fuzzy. But is it so much that it overflows into the world? And I, I'm challenged by the idea that if we're not intentionally evangelizing, to that extent, maybe we haven't been evangelized. It's a humbling thing because to, to some extent, until we see God face to face, do we not all need all the more fully to encounter God's love. And that's a good thing to know that because then I think we can humbly say, Jesus, conquer me all the more. There's territory in my life that I'm clinging to with white knuckles. I want to give you my life all the more. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving! My name is Pat Herman, and I'm from Toledo, Ohio. I go to Joan of Arc Parish and I'm thankful for my wife and my family, my kids. I'm thankful for my parents. I'm thankful for my church. I'm thankful, most of all, for my Catholic faith. My name is Abby Griffith. I'm from Toledo, St. Joan of Arc Parish, and I'm thankful for everybody here at this conference today. Hi, I'm Maddie Cronin, and I go to St. Joan of Arc, and um, I'm thankful for my friend Abby, and of course my family, because they do so, so many great things for me, and I love them. Awesome. So you guys are beautiful young high school ladies, and a lot of your peers right now are doing a whole bunch of other different things. And a lot of them may be asking the question, you know, is God even here? You just have to constantly pray that um, God is with you and like trust that he will fill yourself, he will fill you with like his spirit and everything. It'll come with time. Yeah, and for me, I think more than just telling is one thing, but more so it's showing people, leading them by example, 
by saying like a lot of our friends right now are going to a party tonight as opposed to coming here and so people will be like oh are you going to the party and I'm like no I'm going to lift Jesus higher today and just kind of leading by example not forcing your faith upon them but showing them what it can do for you. Good job Abby I'm really proud of you for doing that. That's awesome. awesome. And uh, how do you speak to young people right now who are just facing tremendous pressure and uh, maybe just inclined to do things that they'd rather not do or they'll regret later and they're looking for support and strength but a lot of times they're by themselves they feel alone and they feel like they want to be valued and fit in. Be your own person and trust that God's going to give you the friends that you need so even if you're not out there partying every weekend you're you're going to find better friends than that will stick with you in the long run like Abby. <laughs> yeah I definitely agree with that. Maddie's like my best friend because we have more than just a friend connection but we have a spiritual connection with each other so I think finding that support system uh, in your life is definitely very important and helps me stay away from peer pressure because I know I can always turn to Maddie and know that she'll be there for me. Happy Thanksgiving! Denise thinks she's going to escape but she is not and you know I was just out on the street and saw this most amazing sight this motorcycle was roared up in front of me and I was expecting this big tough Harley Davidson dude so the combination kind of threw me off motorcycle tough jacket but the glow like a glow of holiness so young lady what is your name where are you from and what are you thankful for this week oh my name is Denise Hinojosa and I am from Fremont Ohio a parishioner of St. Joe's and St. Anne's I go to both parishes I am most thankful for the gift of Jesus Christ and the gift of his church speak to that person who's listening right now and is asking the question God where are you I know what it feels like um, our Lord is with us in every situation that we have and all we have to do is really silence ourselves and let him come in and let him lead us through our darkness and in doing so he's going to bring us through tough times and allow us to see his light and uh, just trust in him that's my prayer every day Jesus I trust in you and let him lead you and, and he will see you through it for sure Heavenly Father Lord I, I ask you to be with those who are struggling at this time Lord, I ask for your Holy Spirit to come down upon them, to dwell within their hearts. May your peace be with them and help them, Lord. We trust you and we love you. And we ask this in your son's most precious name. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. God bless you. My name is Father John Miller. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for all of the many, many blessings you give us each and every day in life. And we ask, Lord, that you help us to be aware of not just the big blessings each day, but the smallest and the tiniest, that way we might see your presence in our lives, in and through these blessings, and that they might move our hearts to gratitude and, um, and certainly the faithfulness and obedience to you who are a source of life, hope, goodness, and joy of, of all that is good and true. And so we not only ask this for ourselves, but those of our family and friends and for all of God's people. So we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.